0: He taught me, keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. To infinity and beyond! There's no crying? There's no crying in baseball! Precious! <sighs> Good, Your no. milkshake! This is Sparta! So you're telling me there's a chance? What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Welcome to Know Your Cinema. Welcome back to Know Your Cinema Podcast. This is another bonus episode in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This week... We are doing Avengers, and with me, as always, is the one and only TikTok famous Jason Quinn. Jason, how are you, sir? Doing well. Doing real well. Well, that's good. We, are, we are right in the middle of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and we are to the first Avengers. Um, Jason, I know you've seen this before. I've seen this movie before. Uh, let's talk about... The Avengers. You want me to take the floor? Yeah, you the floor is yours. Here, get your soapbox out. Go on. Um it's amazing to me coming off of Justice League watching this movie, knowing what abomination Wheaton made out of the (laughs) Snyder version of the Justice League. Hold on, time out. I agree. Now continue. <laughs> um, and if you haven't heard our Justice League episode, make sure you check that out. Um, it, it's right on the same area, <laughs> same podcast. Yeah, it's it's one. it's already released, so it's uh, the episode right before this one. Yeah. Um. So, it's funny to me coming off of that because this movie is fantastic. And it really shows what he's capable of if he's in the driver's seat the whole time, but it's clear that he's not capable of taking over somebody's project and finishing it because <laughs> this this was this was fantastic. I mean, it's funny as hell. The action is phenomenal. Um, it's got. I mean, this is really that birthplace of the MCU charm in terms of like the full gang being around. This is really where we get a lot of those phenomenal interactions, and this is honestly, I think, this is one of the few movies where we actually get to see the Hulk do some shit too. So, and he's a he's he's a big player in this one, in terms of. Uh, the final battle. He's actually like really taken, you know, really a part of it. Um, and I honestly, he's kind of a center stage piece, if you will. Um, I love the interactions between each one of the, the characters, uh, Hulk and Thor is always phenomenal. Um, Bruce Banner and Tony Stark are phenomenal together. Tony Stark and, and, uh, Cap have a lot of great interactions. Tony has a lot of great interactions with just like himself in general. Like, he's just fucking funny as hell. Like, I popped so fucking hard when he called Thor, uh, what the fuck do you call him? God damn it. We reviewed the fucking movie on here. Surfing one with, with the bank. Oh, he called, he called him Point Break. Yeah, he called him Point Break. I fucking popped so goddamn hard at that scene. I was like, I was like, that's fucking funny. Um, and there's just there's a lot of like and well, he calls it, like it makes it makes it better now that you've seen the movie right yeah the first time i the first time i heard that one i didn't know what the fuck he's talking about. um that should have immediately made you go watch point break <laughs> I, i'm disappointed that i hadn't seen point break up until the point that i did but i'm glad i got to watch it which um, we reviewed for anybody listening it's back in the archives we did review it yeah oh, it's crazy so, yeah. man And then he also calls uh, uh, Hawkeye Legolas, which is a a solid Lord of the Rings reference, which we also reviewed all three of the movies from that trilogy. I promise this is not just a promo for all the episodes that (laughs) all previous episodes. Yes, it the fuck is. Yes, it the fuck (laughs) is. It is a it is a complete promo. Bonus episodes in general are a promo for other episodes. Okay. Yeah. This We're we're putting over all our shit. Okay. This is the emoji movie of fucking fucking product placement. For New Year's cinema, <laughs> but, but I don't, don't, know, man, don't don't classify us in with that movie, please. I'm just saying that the entire movie was just a big cash grab, where all they did was promote other things. True. I mean, I, I understand. Or I'll call this the Wreck It Ralph. Is that better? The Wreck It Ralph two. I would go Lego Movie maybe. No, Lego Movie is phenomenal. Have you ever seen the Lego Movie? Yeah, I've seen Lego Movie. Oh my god, that movie is phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not saying it isn't, but I'm just saying that it's it's one big uh, one big cash grab for a lot of different things. That's fair. I'll give you that. And it's a good and it's, and it's a good movie. It's a decent movie. Yeah. At least categorize us with a decent movie. <laughs> I don't want to be called the emo- the emoji movie of fucking podcasts. It's the Lego Batman of podcasts. Okay, that's fine. <clears throat> and we reviewed all the Batman movies. See what I'm doing there? See what I'm doing there? Yeah, I'm putting over all our shit. We're getting all our shit in. We're like a, we're like an indie professional wrestler. We're we're getting all our shit in in 15 minutes. Yeah, I tried to put that out. I put I set you up for that one. Um, I'm look. Have you seen the Lego Batman movie? Uh, I have not. Okay, that's going on the list. (laughs) I mean, it's animated, you know. So the Lego movie I stumbled into. And I was just like, yeah, let me see what this is about. Because the whole reason is is uh, Lego did this Star Wars, uh, like the reimagining of the Star Wars, uh, little cartoons. They're like 45-minute cartoons or whatever. And they were fucking hilarious. Like, I die laughing. There's a ton of adult references in them. So I'm thinking, okay, Lego movie is going to be exactly like that. And it was to a point, but it wasn't as fucking funny as those Star Wars cartoons, man. I... Died at those Star Wars cartoons. Did you ever play those Lego Star Wars video games? I played the Lego Star Wars games. I played the Lego Batman games. I played the Lego games. Okay, because those, they're the little cutscenes in those are fucking to die for. Yes, so yes. Um, but anyway, back to ju- or, or Justice League. We're not talking about Justice League. Back to Avengers. Um, <clears throat> this is this this is uh, kind of a, a big deal. This is probably the biggest deal. In modern cinema that I can think of, because this really establishes this establishes the MCU as really a juggernaut. But at the same time, this is the first time that a bunch of other random films have kind of come together in modern times. Now I know that there was some Universal Monsters pictures in the back in the day that did some some similar stuff with that, but um, but not not even still not even to this extent. So this sets up a lot of really really cool things going forward. I mean, we if without this movie we wouldn't have we wouldn't have the Justice League movie that we brought, that we just watched. We wouldn't have fucking you know a- Infinity War, Endgame, all of the other phenomenal pieces that come into the MCU. And so you can't really say enough positive things about this movie. I think that there are There's so many phenomenal scenes. The whole time I was watching it, I'm trying to come up with like the quote because, you know, we always do our favorite quote, favorite scene, all that kind of stuff. So that was one of the things that I was trying to do this whole time was come up with like the my favorite quotes and things like that. But man, this movie is chock full of hilarious fucking quotes. And most of them are at the hands of Tony Stark, like fucking Robert Downey Jr. was crushing it in quotes in this movie.
1: I like, think that's I think that's yeah.
0: an attribute to because Whedon I know I shit on him in the last episode, um, but I think that's a tribute to the writing. I think uh, because he wrote the screenplay and he wrote the story, hel- helped write the story. I think that uh, he you know he he knows how to portray the characters in his vision, and that's the thing. Probably maybe we we didn't give him enough credit on you know with the the Justice League movie is that. He he, legitimately took over someone else's writing, and he took over someone else's vision, and you know that's got to be a hard task. So I want to I want to cut the guy a little bit of slack um, in that realm, because when you write your own thing and you're able to direct your own thing, you have a vision of what you've seen in your head when you're when you're directing it. So that's another reason why I think maybe this movie is so well done, is because a lot of times you get someone who wrote. A script or a screenplay and then they hire out a director and the director kind of puts his own visual you know screen on it you know his own his own thought process whereas Whedon writing this and then getting the director's role too could could see immediately in his head this is what I envisioned for this particular scene this is what I see when I wrote this and so when you're able to put that into film it looks really really good because that's what came out of your head yeah i mean for sure and there's there's to, to, to be fair um i know there's a lot of allegations going on about wheaton right now and i'm not 100 percent sure how that all is going to shake down um but judging the work away from the person i think that he did a phenomenal job with this mm-hmm. and i it's not to say that it was all him either, because the the actors are absolutely phenomenal. There's not a single person in this movie that you know is in a key role that doesn't absolutely crush it. I mean, Mark Ruffalo is the Hulk. Like I said, I, I, th- I personally believe changing him to Bruce Banner slash the Hulk is the catalyst that makes the MCU work. Um, In my opinion, I'm not saying that that's, you know, everybody's opinion and how everybody's going to feel. But in my opinion, without that move from Edward Norton to Mark Ruffalo, we wouldn't have the MCU. Uh, Because I just don't think, I don't think Edward Norton works well in comedy type pieces. I've seen him do some comedy type pieces. And I just feel like he's, he's a little stiff when it comes to comedy stuff. And I think going forward, and even in this movie, I think the Hulk's funny. Like, I mean, there's there there's like the scene where he's busting ass, and then he finally like lands inside of the building next to Thor, and then he just fucking punches him and shit. And I know that that's I know that that's a CGI, you know, Hulk, and it's not fucking Mark Ruffalo in a suit or anything. But at the same time. <laughs> without Mark Ruffalo's personality being the Bruce Banner character and being the face of the Hulk, I don't think that we would still have... It just wouldn't feel right. He would just feel off. Um, kind of like Batman trying to be funny in the Wheaton cut of, of Justice League. It just doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> um, into, I guess, the Wheaton's you know, credit in that movie, the only billionaire he's ever directed... Uh, that was a superhero was Iron Man and Iron Man's funny as shit, but it just didn't have the same fucking characters. <laughs> um, but man, I, I love it. I do. Well, I, I hadn't watched this movie in a long time and we had just come off of Justice League and Uh, the the Zack Snyder cut Um, and this movie is just it's go it's from the word go it's just on and it's just it's there's two huge fight scenes in this film and they are literally back to back with like a five minute like intermission it's not it's not a, a a big long drawn out thing it's like fight scene in in the the aircraft carrier you know hawkeye comes back they figure out what's going on boom we're back to going to new york to fight again mm-hmm. and it's just non-stop action like you, it it doesn't give you a chance to breathe which is okay in an action movie it's it's fine to do that because that's what you come to see action movies for you want but you you, they're still able to continue with the story they've built the story up so much in the first part of the movie that you and you get to those action scenes it's so good this movie like you said has phenomenal acting it has comedy it has action it has storytelling for the movie itself and storytelling for down the line it also helps build more of the characters as well because we've we've been introduced to characters you know a b and c and then now we're being introduced to characters you know uh furthermore you know we're, we're getting more of their personalities more of their their story their plot line their, we're getting a lot more fed to us And it makes you want more because all the characters in themselves are interesting because you can identify with a lot of the characters. You can identify with a guy like Hulk where he has, you know, he has anger issues and the anger issues can, you know, it's like Stan Lee when he, you know, he said he created the Hulk because it was partially a part of himself because he had, you know, anger issues at one point in time in his life. But you can identify with Tony Stark, not necessarily the millionaire playboy or thre- for-, for for I can't say it. For- Philanthropist. I can't Philanthropist. say it. I can't say it. That's a hard word. Philanthropist. Philanthropist. There we go. Um. You-, you can't you know we're not gonna we're not gonna identify with that. We're gonna identify with like the Tony Stark who who wants fucking to, up in relationships, fucking up in relationships. <laughs> but he wants to. Well, he wants there. to be. He wants to be. He wants to be a hero. But he wants to have he wants to have a plan, and he wants to have, you know, the the way out. He wants to think things through. You know, some people identify with that. Some people identify with Captain America. You know, they 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 they're red, white, and blue through and through. They they really are kind of gung ho, and they they have those qualities. You know, uh, we have strong female character in this in this film. Two of them. We I mean, we have Pepper Potts, and we have. Natasha, a little bit more focused on, on Natasha than we do, uh, Pepper Potts. But at the same time, these are, these are, this is a character that girls can look up to. She's very strong. She's smart, but she also in this film, she shows for the first time some vulnerability after her encounter with the Hulk. She shows that she still has an emotional range and even the emotional range that she has with Hawkeye. Um, you know, I, you can you can identify yourself with even even Hawkeye, someone who feels like maybe they've been, you know, uh, a little too not used as much and they feel a necessity to, to make things right, you know, right or wrong. You know, that that's we don't get a we don't get a really lot of like Hawkeye as you know, Hawkeye. We get him more so as like Hawkeye under the spell of, of Loki. And even some people can, you know, relate with, with Loki on a certain level, even though it's diabolical and evil, they can relate with, you know, being in the shadow of maybe a younger or a sibling or um, having that kind of, you know, feelings about that. So there's so many different levels that you can, you can kind of grasp onto. So, I mean, you can identify and feel for certain aspects of characters, good or bad, you can have that. That's what this movie is, it does for, for, for everybody, but it, it's all part of the story. It's all part of the characters and it really encapsulates a lot of things going on within this movie. So, but yeah, th- this movie from start to finish is, is just phenomenal. It, it really is. Like we talked about justice league and how th- the Avengers and Justin justice league are like neck and neck when it comes to like the, this type of like group dynamic and they're different. They're completely different in, 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 all kinds of facets but you can you can still latch on to whatever character you want to within both universes and it's you know a lot of people are probably going to say oh well you know justice league is you know not as good as avengers or avengers is not as good as justice league or whatever you know you're going to have that but if you love cinema and you love stories and you love co- or you love comic books or whatever you should love these movies both of them equally uh, avengers is super super good and it's they're different they to me they're completely different and and it, it i you know watching it i enjoyed it so much again watching it i'm like i can go back to this movie again and again and again and enjoy it because it kept me involved in this movie much like the snyder cut of justice league kept me involved in it even though it's long way longer it did it did keep me involved in it so you know i there's not really much more to say this is a phenomenal phenomenal movie and a very great piece of cinema that should be shown for years and years to come yeah i like i mean it's 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 now approaching 10 years old and i feel like it it hasn't it doesn't feel like it's aged at all like it doesn't feel like it's it's remotely you know aging out in any way i think the special effects in this movie still look just as good as any special effects today, I think it's it's crushing it on all fronts. Well, so, yeah, I, I would I would definitely agree. I think I think this has got some very strong staying power. And I honestly forgot how good this fucking movie was too. Like, I was looking forward to it, but I'm like, ah, it's, is it going to be that fucking good? Like, is it? Because you know, I'm I'm coming off of like late game fucking marvel movies so i'm like is it really gonna hold up but it it, does it it, you know you can watch a lot of you know it's like when we review the batman movies going back and like watching the 88 batman i that's a piece of my childhood and it's still good because it there there aren't CGI effects in that movie a lot or a lot of CGI effects in that movie and it feels very raw and, and 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 things like that so you I can grasp onto that so it makes me it makes me feel great and it also is such a good movie but going back and watching Avengers you get, like you said it's almost ten years old it still holds up and it it could hold it the the CGI could be not so good in later years but the story in itself can hold up. And that's what really makes a great movie sometimes is you can, you can go away from whatever and, and have this, And but the raw, rawness of the, of the film is so good. It's like, I know we watched Bull Durham and you weren't, you weren't a huge fan of Bull Durham, but for me, Bull Durham's 30 years old over, or over 30 years old, but the story inside that movie is so good that you can watch it 30 years from now and it's still going to be good. Yeah, I mean, I think there's parts of bull Durham that definitely will always probably hold up. I think, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that baseball really hasn't changed. <laughs> no, like, I mean, baseball hasn't. <laughs> rules baseball haven't changed is- for baseball in in over a hundred years. It just it, it for me that whole story and just encapsulates the love of a game. It, there is no we need to win the big game to 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 be you know to 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 to, to succeed it's literally just a love of the game movie that's that's all it is in, in this movie it's you know we're we're going further in the mcu but the the middle point for for me like i know we got 28 movies but like this feels like a middle point like this is like a, another chapter in the saga like we're starting a whole new chapter we're going further and it's going to be it's going to get better um, but I think this movie is gonna—it it is so solid that it's—it's it's gonna be hard to overtake something that feels original. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the things that does make the MCU such a phenomenal thing. Is you know, granted, we're we're getting ready to watch. In my opinion, the next two movies are not not Marvel's best. And they're some of my least favorite Marvel movies. But... Was that Iron Man 3 and Thor Dark World? Yeah. <clears throat> they, they Easily my... Probably two of my least favorite uh, movies in the MCU. <clears throat> but uh, we're getting ready to watch those two movies. And so, like, I think part of the reason why they're, they're let down is... I mean, uh, other than Thor Dark, Dark Thor Dark World makes a whole lot of sense. Why it's a letdown once you see it, but <laughs> I've seen it, so yeah, so it's kind of a, it's like eh, okay. Well, like we weren't kinda... we we weren't really, you know, high on Thor the you know the the original Thor. So yeah, they just don't they they don't learn how to make Thor work outside of the Avengers movies until the third one. Um, but. Uh, they uh, and then Iron Man three. The reason why I don't like that is because it's based on a comic book that I've read, and they fucked it up, and so I don't really like it. Right. I, I hate when they like. I hate when the sort. I mean, granted, there was almost no way that they were gonna make this work correctly, but because they didn't have the rights to one of the characters that plays a pivotal point in it. But, and I'll discuss that in the iron free <laughs> thing, what, what actually happens or whatever. But, but, uh, it, it's still a tad bit irritating to watch a half assed version of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, it's good to know that they reach this height. And I don't think that we would be able to sit through the next two being like, eh, knowing that. They had, you know, that they still have this kind of shit, this caliber stuff in the chamber, and then I mean, three movies down the line, we're looking at quite possibly the best movie in the fucking MCU. So, you know, we're on a track. <laughs> so I mean, it's it's a it's an interesting thing. Where, where you say that we're, you're you're talking about this as being a middle, and I think this is only like what form five movie five of the whole series or whatever, mm-hmm. but. You're not wrong in the sense that there's there's a certain this is a I mean obviously this is the end of phase one, but okay. this is also a really big deal when it comes to a lot of just a lot of things. I, I think this I think this changed. I mean this change this movie changed the world, to be honest. Because before the MCU being such a huge deal, being a comic book nerd was just, like, kind of looked down upon. But now, Avengers are, like, the fucking pinnacle of pop culture. Like, if you, if you go down the, you know, you walk down the street wearing a, a Batman t-shirt, Iron Man t-shirt, you know, any of that shit, nobody's going to look down on you now. A few years ago, that might have not have been the fucking case so and honestly i feel like you know the dark knight trilogy and these movies really kind of helped that become a situation like where we it was it well made, you know it, it 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 probably opened people's eyes to you know comics in general is that comic books weren't just because of you know just like you know they feel almost childish but they if you grew up with them and you read them you know the, a lot of them you know molded people's lives um you know again you're hooked onto a character you 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 know you gravitate towards that character you understand and you feel like that character sometimes you know some people latch onto spider-man because they feel they feel like peter parker or they feel like you know, the Hulk or whomever that, you know, you latch on to those types of characters. For me, it was just because, you know, I grew up in in the eighties and Superman had come out and Superman was, you know, the end all be all of the comic book characters for me anyways, growing up. And that's what really started my love of comic books. And hence why I'm such a huge DC fan because that just kind of snowballed down and discovering like, Batman and and really latching on to those two characters and then Batman came out in the theaters was like oh my god you know I got you know got to see this Batman movie and then you know it, it in the 90s everything kind of you know dissipated with bad DC movies bad ab- adaptations of Batman movies and then you know Marvel started making hits they started just rolling them out and they kept progressively you know getting better and understanding and this is like i said this is a phenomenal movie and it should be seen by everybody not it's not this movie isn't just for comic book nerds and people who love comics this movie can be for anybody because it's a great action movie you can throw the word comic book out of it it's a great action film even if you don't know the characters you don't know what's going on they fill enough in for you that you can, you can just plop down and watch this movie and be like, okay, I'm entertained. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. You're absolutely right about that. I, um, you know what? This, this whole little conversation kind of reminded me of an instance. At one point in time, I had, I, uh, I had this meeting with a bunch of parents at my kid's school. And they were talking. It was it was like a reading meeting on how to get how to get kids interested in books and stuff like that. And this parent spoke up and he, and he goes, "Yeah, I can't get my kid to read books. I keep trying to get him to read books, and all he does is read comic books." And he was like, oh. "And those are he's like, and I don't want him to read that junk." And I was like, I was like, I've never been so fucking angry in my goddamn life. Like I was like. I was like, I stopped the person presenting because he was like getting ready to address that. I'm like, first off, like I'm taking the floor on this one. I'm like, how fucking dare you? Like, like how dare you say that that comic books are any fucking less than any other form of fucking reading for a child? I said there are some, there are pieces of of comic book literature that are better than almost ninety fucking percent of the books that your kid is gonna pick up in any given point in time. So. Like and he's like he's like well but it's all super I'm like it's not all fucking superheroes man I mean the the guy there's a there's a book called My Friend Dahmer that is about fucking Jeffrey like Dahmer. Dahmer as a child and growing up in a in a uh, alongside him he this guy that wrote the book went to school with fucking Jeffrey Dahmer right. and was friends with him and shit right. and like which was made into a movie <laughs> there's a whole way. did they make that into a movie they did my friend was a uh, production assistant on it oh yeah um and then there's you know there's a book called uh, i believe the movie it might it might be called might be called Rat, actually but it's a whole story about like hitler's rise to power and you know like all of nazi germany and shit like that mm-hmm. and it's told through like like mice and rats mm-hmm. and it's fucking <clears throat> on the surface it looks like you know your typical little comic book kind of thing but it's a deep dive, like it's fucking, right. it's real big shit. And so, anybody that has <laughs> that has any kind of negative opinions about about comic books, suck a dick. Uh, because yeah, I mean, it, it goes to that old saying of like <laughs> the point, and then you can draw a line, and you can say you're over here because you missed it. <laughs> the point is, is that you wanted your kid to read. Doesn't matter what he's reading; he could be reading the back of a of a shampoo bottle. Okay, he's reading. It it doesn't matter. Like, you want him to read classic literature. You want him to read like Huck Finn and and uh, you know uh, To Kill a Mockingbird or whatever. You know, some kids aren't into that. Like, my mom would, you know, I would buy wrestling magazines and comic books. That's what I would read. And my mom was like, "If he's reading, I don't care. He's reading. He's learning stuff." Like, I read more now as an adult than I did as a child like actual books, but I, you know, everybody's got that thing they're into. I'm into like autobiographies and historical stuff. And I like to read that because those are true stories. And, you know, I'll go out and I'll pick up some old comic books and, and read them. Um, I don't really collect like I used to, but, you know, I, I went out and got the, the, the reimagined Watchmen series uh, with the crossover, which I thought was great. And I thought, you know, that's a great little crossover story. They're combining two worlds, two universes. And, you know, it was just like being a kid, again, just reading a comic book. But I was into the story. It doesn't matter if you're out there listening right now and your kids are reading comic books, let them read comic books. Who cares? Who cares if he's reading comic books every day? He's reading and he's probably getting better at reading he or she. I don't want to say he or I don't want to just classify comic books for boys because they're. There are plenty of girls out there who are comic book nerds. So, yeah, let them read. Let them read whatever they want. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, uh, that just, sorry, that just kind of a little side. No, it, it's thing. all right. It just, it angers me when people are like that. You know, I get comic books can be violent. Um, but if you, it's like, you, you have to look past the violence to there is also, a uh, A meaning to the story within the comic book or the series of comic books there's a there there is a me a a meaning in there now there are you know more adult themed comic books out there sure but there are also you know you know spider-man's a very uh you know family-friendly comic book at times not saying all the time but at times is very family-friendly comic book you know they just put out we just reviewed the 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 spider-man into the spider-verse you know that's a that's a great little story, you know, in, in, in there. It, it's very good for kids, in my opinion. You yeah. know, that these are things parents need to take, you know, take a charge in their kid's life at the same time, you know, but just let them be the kids, you know. Don't expect them to read something, you know, that's going to bore them to death. You know, if they have to, then they have to, but at least let them read what they want when they don't have to be forced to read something. Yeah, no, I, I mean, like my... My Sorry, son. I got on my soapbox there. It just, you know, I don't have kids, but you know, if I did, I, the, and my kid was like, "Oh, I'm gonna read a comic book." Okay, cool. Do you, don't you have a reading assignment you have to read too? Okay, well, read your comics and then read your reading assignment. Who cares? Who cares what your kids are reading? It just pisses me off. Sorry, you got me fired. Yeah. No, yeah, I was fired up as fuck too. Um, and my, because my son, my son didn't like reading at all, and the only reason he ended up getting into into reading was video games he played video games that had a lot of story in them and there was a lot of opportunities for him to read the story as he's playing this game and through that he learned to read well and now likes reading things so now he'll read i mean what he likes to read is usually is usually based around video game stuff but he'll fucking sit down and read video game shit all fucking day and whatever, that's what he's into, man. Maybe he grows up to be a video game designer. Who knows? Like, who who fucking knows? Man. But whatever, he's fucking reading. I read pro wrestling magazines growing up, and I became a pro wrestler. Right. Um, anyway, let's hop off for High Horse real quick, and then we'll um, start talking about our favorite things about this Avengers movie. All righty. So, favorite scene. I'll go first. It's not a big scene in the movie. This, this is not a big scene, but it was to me, it was the most powerful scene in the movie. And it had nothing really to do with the Avengers. It's the scene where Loki is at the museum and he goes outside and he tells everybody to kneel. And there's the one guy that just stands up and gives, you know, that that really long speech, Not really long speech, but basically just defies him, and it was, it was powerful because number one, that scene was quote, in Germany unquote, and all the events that had occurred in Germany back in the in the in the thirties and forties, and what the man said in that dialogue was very powerful to me that he you know he wasn't gonna kneel anymore. And there'll be, you know, there'll be, there'll be always be men like you is basically what he said. That's not my favorite quote, but it was so powerful um, for that scene that like, it really like, it, it got me in the feels a little bit because I'm, I, I'd i watched it before, but this time, I guess it being more observant of the scene and, and, and trying to take everything in, I, it was very, very powerful to me, but that was my favorite scene. <laughs> This one was tough. There's a lot. There's like four scenes in this movie that I love that are all really like. Yeah. Most of them are, are tiny, but yeah. like, like I love, I love when Captain America hands, uh, fucking, ten dollars to uh, Fury. It's great like scene. It's great it's scene. So, it's so subtle, but it's like super fucking funny. It's not and even then, subtle. He literally just like reaches in his pocket. And he's shit. like, like but if I, Captain America would cuss, he would just be like shit. Yeah, like it's, <laughs> and it's fucking great. And then both of Natasha's uh, scenes where she's interrogating somebody are phenomenal. The first one, she's the first like, one kinda, is. I'm kind of busy right now. The look on everybody's face in that room when she's like, "I'm in the middle of an interrogation right now." Hats off to stunt woman, by the way, in that scene for taking that back bump on the concrete with the chair. Yeah, well, no, after when she did the nip-up, when she when she fell oh, yeah. backwards and landed on her back and then nipped up, like... I was Ooh. in the wrestling business for 17 years, okay? And I'm going to get back on my soapbox for a second. I've bumped on concrete, like full-on back bump, taking clotheslines on the outside of the ring. That shit hurts, and it hurts a lot. So to take one like that on concrete from that distance up that and then nip up with like nothing happened hats off to that stunt whoever she is hats off to her in that scene but that whole scene's funny to me off my soapbox yeah no it is it is super funny just i, I love the looks on their faces and then I, I always thought i mean granted now she's getting one july 9th apparently uh, she's gonna be getting her own fucking movie finally i always thought she deserved her own movie um I find a Black Widow character. We, we, need, we, need that. we need more backstory with her. We need more yeah. of it. Um, and we're going to get a little bit of it, it looks like, in July. And I'm excited for that. Um, but uh, those two scenes I really think showcase her character really well. Yeah. Um, and it's just great because she everybody looks at her as just this frail woman. And and I feel like it's it's great to see, like I mean, she's not the greatest role model in the world, but my girls thought her outsmarting these dudes and like being all that shit was funny as hell. I mean, it's funny to me because everybody looks at her as like like at first guess, they're like, ah, oh, she's just some you know frail little lady, whatever. Right. But Another like she's she, just a badass. Like yeah. yeah. <laughs> but 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 to, but to say she's not a good role model for your for your kids she's a well, she's she's a, she's a strong killer. woman she's a she's a strong powerful very beautiful uh woman you know that can kick ass like that's a great role model for young girls you know we regardless... also murdered a lot of people <laughs> yeah i mean you know did, did you hear the part where they said that he she lit a school on fire yeah yeah. <laughs> Collateral damage. You know what I'm saying? They so, didn't like, say there were kids in there. She just said they lit, she lit a school on fire. Just saying. You know what I mean? Just I, I, mean, I guess option. I get it. No, I'm just saying. But you know, it you know in the comic book world, there's there's few and far between you know characters for girl, little girls to look up to and and grasp onto. And Black Widow is is right at the forefront of you know the MCU and. You know, she's one of those ones that the girl, little girls can look up to. Yeah, um, and then we also get the introduction of Maria Hill in this movie as well. Mm-hmm. Um, did you? Uh, did you give your favorite scene though? No, I think I think overall my favorite scene though is when the Hulk picks up Loki and smashes him on the <laughs> ground a bunch of fucking times. The the, the, says, the, the God the, the the swerve where you think you're gonna get some big speech from Loki again and just he snatches him up by the leg and just tosses him around like a like a rag doll. It's pretty funny. It's it's. it's I remember watching it in the theaters and like everybody popped, everybody popped for that scene. Oh yeah, that's a that's a that's a crowd eruptor right there. Yeah, because no, you didn't see it coming. You just thought you were going to get this big speech from Loki, and, and Hulk's like, "I'm having none of this." And just, <laughs> fuck out of him, and he just lays there and goes like. Ugh. It's so fucking funny. Yeah, yeah, super good, super good. Um, Jason, I know this one's going to be hard for you because you mentioned there's so many good quotes in this movie. Uh, oh. Your your favorite quote? So I'll go first, and it's it's a very, it's a very subtle quote, but it pops me every time because I've actually said this to someone before. Um, it's when uh, Cap and uh, Iron Man are basically having their back and forth their little their little tissy fits with each other and uh Tony Stark says I'll punch an old man. <laughs> yeah. Uh I, it it kills me every time because legitimately Cap is an old man. But he's he's not. <laughs> Right. Which is what makes it funny, and is because you know, it's just it's Tony being a smart ass, and it just it makes me laugh so much when I'll punch an old man. Like it, it's so subtle in the dialogue, but it just cracks me up every time. There are there's one Tony Stark quote that I'm gonna mention because I love it I and mean, I think it's funny as hell, where he's walking it's like he he first gets on the helicarrier and he's like giving his whole speech and shit he walks over to where all the computers are and he goes that guy's playing Galaga thought we wouldn't notice but we did like that's <laughs> part of that about that is that you think like he's making it up and then the guy's actually playing Galaga <laughs> <laughs> thought we wouldn't notice but we did Um, but my favorite quote is like a little conversation between uh, Thor and Black Widow and uh Thor goes, "Be careful what you say." He's my brother, and she goes, uh, "He's killed eighty people in the last two days." And Thor goes, "He was adopted." <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, fucking, I, I popped so fucking hard for that damn right because it's just like, uh, just like that swerve where he's like, oh he was adopted." I'm like, forget what <laughs> right. I said. But again, like I said, some credits got to go to to Whedon for this for this uh, some some good writing there because he knew when to throw the comedy in there and it didn't feel out of place like you know even Tony Stark's got to be that arrogant cocky smart ass all the time that's just the character you he, he has to be that guy no matter even if he's like getting the shit beat out of him he's like he's cocky like with him and Thor are in the woods fighting and he's just the whole time he's just like like uh Jarvis is like oh we're at 400%. Oh okay. It's just like <laughs> <Cool>. you don't <know? laughs> like cool all right cool 400% huh so I mean, it, it, this movie's super quotable. It, it, like I said, it, it, there's the subtleties that make it so good. Like you catch something every time you watch it. Like you catch something different. Yeah, like that scene where he, they're talking about. She's like, "Give yourself credit, you know. Give yourself like at least twelve percent credit." Right. And she's like twelve percent credit, and then like right afterwards, she goes, "I thought we were having a moment," and he goes, "She goes, I, I, I was having twelve percent of a moment." Okay. Right. Ah, got him. I got him. <laughs> yeah pepper's usually the one that can get one over on tony which is always which is always fun um favorite performance uh i'll go first again i'm gonna give it up to um robert downey jr as tony stark and this one i think that he killed it again as tony stark and he's you know everybody's got equal shares in this movie but he just he just does it like He has the best lines. He's funny. He's, you know, he takes control. He's, you know, he, he just does it all. And he, he stands out in this movie. Everybody else is really good. I'm not going to sit here and say that there was somebody that was offering even Chris Helmsworth, who I said in the Thor movie, didn't seem, you know, really good at what he was doing. He, he, he really was a lot better in this movie, but hats off to Robert Downey Jr. as, as uh, Tony Stark. Um, I'm gonna also give it to R.D.J. because I feel like you're absolutely right. I think this movie lent an opportunity for for nobody to shine above the rest of them, and he still figures it out. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and that's the thing is, like, I kept thinking, like, who am I grasping onto for their acting performance? Like, an argument can be made even for Samuel L. Jackson, like, because he had a lot more lines and a lot more parts in this movie uh because of the story that he was thrust into he's really good this even Agent Colson I think also because we see a side of humanity to Agent Colson where he's a fanboy he's creepy as fuck together. he's a fanboy but, but on the plane he's so creepy he's like I watched you sleep yeah <laughs> But I mean, you know, but it it shows something we haven't seen him because he's a very like by the books agent and we see a little bit of humanity to him. We see a little bit of that from him and even his performance. He got a lot more screen time and he, you know, instrumental to the movie as well. So it is, you know, uh, you you can make an argument for a lot. There's a lot of players in this movie. I don't like I said, I don't think is a rarity where there isn't you know, a main actor in this movie everybody has their parts you know there's not a lead there's not a lead role to me there isn't because everybody has has a has a part and they all work together which is what makes this movie great as well no one really we're saying robert downey jr but no one really stands out as like that person if they were nominating academy awards who's going to be like the, the best actor in this movie we're saying it because we love the lines and and he, you know, he his performance is awesome. But everybody He's, else, you can make an argument for everybody else too. Oh, you absolutely can. Even Black Widow, you she like I said, she shows that emotion within this movie and you you feel for her because she she's portrayed herself as this cold, callous individual and she has that side of her that you get to see. Yeah. I still remember uh there's like a, a, a set photo that leaked online where uh all of the Avengers were like just checking out Black Widow. Like all of them got busted at the same fucking time checking her out. I mean, we're human. I mean, she's absolutely gorgeous. I mean, there's no doubt about that. <clears throat> um ratings i think this is going to be easy this is a 10 yeah i uh i agree it's definitely a 10 it's you know when it comes down to down to everything you know i try to find a flaw and you can't find one in this movie no cgi is great Acting's great characters are great S- you know storytelling script writing funny moments it has everything that you'd want in a movie. Action movie, regular movie, whatever. Like You can classify it what you want. Comic book movie, it doesn't matter. It's there. And, you know, people say, well, you, you you give out ten, you know, you're giving out ten, you know, haphazardly a lot. Well, I give tens to movies that I can go back to and watch again. There's some movies I have in my collection upstairs that I probably will never watch again. But I bought them and they're there, so trust me, I I've literally looked at my movies. And I'm like, wow, well, why, why did I buy that? <laughs> I never watch that again. What was I doing buying that movie? Yeah, but then there's sometimes I'll really look. I'm like, oh my god, I forgot I had this. Yeah, um, definitely a 100 percent. Jason, uh, will you let the, the fine folks know what they can expect for the next bonus episode? Well, before the next bonus episode on Tuesday, we will be releasing our review of the I mean, it's really kind of an ensemble cast, classic Harlem Nights. Mm -hmm. And afterwards, on next Thursday, we will be covering Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3, I saw this in the theaters as well. So I think this might have like Took my distaste out for the MCU. I think this is my might have been why I stopped watching MCU movies. Honestly, it might yeah. even dark, yeah. it might even yeah. been Dark World. I think I watched Dark World on DVD, but I didn't go to the theater. But I just remember going to the theater and just being like, "Ugh." Ugh. Yeah, it's uh, it's not really until. These next two movies are, I mean, they're, these next two movies are a hundred times, like I will watch them a hundred times more than I will ever watch Mad Max. But, you know, it's still. You only had to watch Mad Max once and you probably never watch it again. Oh my God. It was fucking torture, dude. It was torture. It's another one of the movies we've reviewed on here. First episode. Yeah. Oh, the second episode. The second uh, episode. A plotless piece of shit. But you should definitely listen to the review of it because our previous host, Vivin, gets really upset. It's probably why he's not on here anymore. <laughs> like he waited like fifty episodes to be like, fuck you guys. Yeah, we uh we tortured him enough by referencing it probably almost damn near every episode. Especially when, when bad ratings happened in in the the, the review portion but uh and i had watched mad max previously and i had not remembered it being that bad but again as i try to do with all the movies i review on here i look at it from a different set of lenses now than i and i hadn't watched it in probably 20 years at that point there was probably a reason why <laughs> so and i tried to give it try to give it credit because it was made so long ago but it didn't it didn't it doesn't hold up doesn't deserve credit. Huh? It doesn't deserve credit. I mean, I tried to pick, you know, pick diamonds out of shit, but it is hard. You know, just a fun fact about our, our last four movies that we reviewed, I gave tens to. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> the last four movies we reviewed, I gave tens to. Oh, okay two of them were yours two of them were, two of them were movies you picked for me and then because yeah, they really league ones. in this one so yeah. yeah i you know i assume when you put a movie on the wheel it's usually going to be a 10 but it's for- damn near i mean it's 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 either a 10 or it's one that's worth watching for some other fucking reason yeah and i i guess maybe i'm i'm not like that i put movies on the wheel i've definitely rated lower than i should have I love things a lot and that's- I do I mean I do too all the movies I put up on the on your your side of the wheel I love I love I love machete, I love Harlem Nights. I love Top Gun. It's my favorite movie of all time. I love phantasm too. that's my favorite of the series. I mean it's gonna be you know, but I'm gonna give honest reviews. I definitely review with my heart sometimes. It's all right. nothing wrong with reviewing with your heart. But, uh, folks, this is the end of our bonus episode. And as always with the end of our bonus episodes, we do like to leave you with our favorite sayings. Uh, mine comes from my best friend who was a huge fan of the Detroit tigers, um, which by the way, I did get a uh, new tattoo this week, uh, in honor of my best friend. Um, but he absolutely 110% with every fiber in his being absolutely hated the Minnesota twins. And anytime we were watching baseball on TV or at a baseball game and he saw that the Minnesota Twins were losing, he would always look over at me and say, all is right in the world today. And I knew exactly what he meant each and every time. And for us here at No Your Son a podcast, all is right in the world today, folks. And I always like to close with my favorite movie quote of all time, one that I try to live my life by, which is never take life too seriously because you'll never make it out alive. All right, folks. Tuesday, Harlem Knights, and then on Thursday, Iron Man 3. We'll see you.